this is episode number 42 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. In last week's show, I addressed loss and the practice of softening through challenge. Many of you wrote me and said how much that episode spoke to this moment in your lives. Several of you are going through breakups. Some of you, like me, have recently lost a loved one. In honor of the many tender hearts at the other end of this podcast, I wanted to do an episode about how to take care of one another in these times of transition and heartache. In this episode, I will talk about how to listen to someone, especially someone whose heart is hurting, in a way that lifts their burden and lessens their isolation. You might want to take notes. This tool is transformative. So, let's start with a hypothetical conversation between two friends. Let's say it's a casual one, they are meeting for coffee to catch up. And this friend over here with the light brown hair and freckles warming their fingers around a mug of joe says, My partner and I just booked a camping trip with the kids. We are looking forward to time away from screens to unwind. Their friend across the table, the one with the dark brown hair and dimples, who is sipping their frothy latte, has several options for how they reply. They could reflect some sort of impact, like, wow, that's wonderful, showing excitement for their friend. They could say something to elicit more sharing, like, really, when are you going? They could also add to the conversation with relevant material from their own life, like, oh, that's great. My family and I went camping this past summer east of the Cascades. I love time in nature for getting perspective. Does your ear hear any difference across these three options? For a casual conversation between two people, all three replies are acceptable. Each would have slightly different effects on the conversation, but all three keep the connection going. The main difference I want to call your attention to is that in the first two responses, sharing excitement and asking for more details, the listener is keeping the attention on the friend speaking. In the third reply, by talking about a recent camping trip that they also took, the listener is redirecting the attention to themselves. Attention out is what we do when we keep the focus of conversational attention outside of ourselves and on the other person. I like to think of it like shining a beam of light as if a spotlight on the speaker. Attention in is what we are enacting when we redirect the attention from the speaker back to ourselves. It's like we are flipping the spotlight and switching roles, even if just temporarily, in the exchange. Now remember, this example I just depicted is of a casual, low-stakes conversation where sharing attention back and forth would be normal and reasonable. There is no meaningful power differential. Both people are stable, and though they may be quietly struggling behind the scenes, they are presently relating over relatively light matters. Where the difference between attention in and attention out becomes more salient is when the stakes get higher. Let's say one friend is going through a divorce, or awaiting results of their child's cancer scan, or just lost a parent. These are heavy matters that can crush someone's soul with the duress of the experience. 
In these cases, we have the opportunity to show our friends and intimates that they are not alone by how and where we put our attention. As you can probably guess, it's attention out that is the key. So let's revisit the scenario with the two friends over coffee. In this case, instead of talking about a camping trip, they are talking about a divorce underway. The friend who is leaving their partner has puffy eyes and tells the story of a recent fight they had at home, eyes cast down, clutching that warm mug tightly. The friend listening, whose marriage isn't perfect but is currently intact, again has options for how to reply. In this situation, where the listener puts and keeps their attention can make all the difference for the weary, worn-down friend being ravaged by a messy divorce. Attention is like water when the soul is thirsty, food when the heart is hungry, and sunlight when the body is cold. It fills, feeds, and warms us. The listening friend, sipping their milky beverage, could still redirect the attention back to themselves and talk about a recent spat with their spouse as a way to relate. That still has value, and many people in pain do appreciate knowing when others are also going through something similar. An additional option is to do what's called getting someone else's world. The listener can temporarily put down the scene of their own life, and instead of referencing it at all, can take a step into the shoes of their friend who is suffering. This is a fourth option, and is the one I'm going to explore in detail. To get someone's world is to let your perception travel beyond your own and into the other's perspective, and imagine seeing the world through their eyes and through their heart. It is a deep and active form of empathy and can dissolve the borders and barriers between people. When another steps in to get your world, the gift you may receive is that you don't feel so very singular in that world. You are less alone because someone else has joined you there. This is where listening has the power to accompany our loved ones through the dark, narrow straits of life's hardest times. The hard times are unavoidable. Being there alone is not. So, how does it work to attempt to get someone else's world? It's part quiet, and it's part out loud. The quiet part is listening not just with your ears or your mind. It's listening with your heart and body. As you hear the other person share about what they are facing, it's like allowing the wave of that experience to splash you too. You may feel a physical shudder, a sinking in your belly, a heaviness in your chest. That's how you know you have taken a step into their world. Your body will tell you. You have many options for how to verbally relate from this place. You can share the impact, for example, Hearing your story, my stomach plummets, or I feel a wave of nausea. You don't need to add anything else from there. They will get it because likely their bodies have been feeling that and more. You could take a guess about what it's like for them. For example, I imagine it feels that your world is crumbling around you. You are not expected to know exactly what they're feeling. That guess is an invitation for them to share more. You could also ask one of my very favorite questions. What's that like? It's the most open-ended inquiry I know. 
For example, what's it like to be in your 50s and be starting over again? You can pick any aspect of what they're going through to ask about. In this way, you not only keep the beam of attention on them, you enter into the dark places with them to shine that beam. The risk when life is grinding us down is that we can feel alone under our burden, as if our shoulders must bear the full weight of the sadness or rage or confusion while others go about their lives unsuspectingly. This gap puts us at a very high risk for the feelings of isolation, which is a slippery cliff's edge into depression, despair, and worse. Remember, hardships are inevitable, but isolation is not. Listening to help others feel less alone and being brave and generous enough to enter into someone else's world can truly save lives. We were never meant to face this life in its heartbreaking beauty and sadness both alone. We were meant to face it in connection. For this week's homework, find a practice partner and practice getting one another's worlds. Keep the beam of attention on each person for 10 full minutes. You are taking turns filling each other up with the kind of emotional fuel that makes the cold nights less cold and the empty places things we can learn from. Review the examples above for possible ways to reflect make up your own, or just listen with your full heart and body. When you're done, debrief and consider keeping a regular schedule of meeting and taking turns listening. Both of your lives will grow sweeter for it. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.